Coming to you live from all over the United States. You're listening to your favorite podcast. It's Burgers and Brats with your hosts Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. We're here to break down an interesting week one in the NBA. Uh, the regular season week in the NFL is wrapping up, so we'll play through those playoff scenarios and college football bowl season. The best games are yet to come. We'll be here to break that down. We've got guest Jason Miller joining us to help us with that. It is our final pod of 2020. And uh, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brats. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brats. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You can follow me on socials at jason.miller.ok on Instagram, Twitter, and everything. All right, Jason, uh, we know you're a big Ohio State fan, so I think we're, you're going to be excited for that little segment we got going on. But first, cooking on the grill, let's start with the NBA. Week one reactions after an opening loss. Uh, Lakers, they they did look unstoppable until last night, of course, when they got beat by the Blazers. This Lakers team, it's kind of off and on right now. And then, Matt, I know you want to talk about this. We were texting back and forth during this game. What happened with the Mavs and the Clippers? Well, Mavs were unstoppable. Uh, Clippers were out with, without Kawhi. Um, but, I mean, that was fun. I've never seen a – well, NBA hasn't seen a basketball game where it teams up by 50 at halftime and wins the game by 51. I mean, just an incredible performance um, from Dallas. And, uh, you know, first win of the season, the first two games didn't look good. The Mavs looked great. Clippers, though, that's the big question mark. Now, again, you are missing Kawhi, but, uh, you know, you got the Paul George. You've you got a, a – it's still a pretty good team. Um, you should be doing better than that. And they looked, uh, they did not look like a basketball team at all. They looked, they had no energy, uh, looked pretty pathetic. And, uh, you know, that's what everyone's been talking about the last couple of days, you know, is if this Clippers team, you know, I was uh, watching first take yesterday and they were talking about, you know, if, if you can't, if it, if, if Kawhi's not there and this is what the team's going to look like, it's going to be a long season. So really shocking, and uh, you know I don't know if there's any cause for concern if you're the Clippers, but uh, really pathetic performance. Um, you know, even with you still have Paul George. Yeah, it was an interesting game, uh, Jason. What did you take away from Week One? What are some games you saw? What are you thinking? Well, I was really big on the Pelicans coming into the season, but they've yet to really look like they've gotten it going yet. Um, the Bucks losing to the Knicks was an interesting one as well. Yeah, the Bucks. I I think they should be worried. Matt and I have talked about the Bucks a lot uh, during our preseason picks, but also the Nets. Matt, that Nets pick you had to win the finals looked really good the first two games. Now all of a sudden they've taken a step back. I know they didn't have KD last night when they lost, but uh, Nets also look like they are beatable. Uh, the Warriors. I may have overhyped them a little bit. Ubre and Wiggins. They are very bad. Um, and then Carl Anthony Towns, he's going to miss a few games with a hand injury. Uh, so that's definitely going to hurt them. And the Pacers, uh, Sabonis, they are looking very good. Uh, so that that's just some of my takeaways from week one. And Jason, I want to ask you, who do you think will be – who do you have in the NBA Finals and who do you have winning it? Man, that's a tough question. I would probably have to go with the Lakers meeting – Probably meeting the the seventy sixers or the Nets would probably who I'm going with. Seventy sixers. I know they just had a tough loss last night. 
so hopefully 76ers can get there. Uh, the process is finally built up there. Uh, any other uh, thoughts on NBA Week 1? I just think just the rebuild you, on the – Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. No, you go ahead, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I, I was just going to say that I just think, you know, you got – who would have thought the four remaining, un, uh, you know, undefeated teams – are um, Cleveland, Orlando, Indiana, and Atlanta. I mean, all out of the East. I don't think anyone, anyone would have thought uh, those four teams would be our final four that have not taken a loss yet on the season. Uh, it just, I mean, in Braxton, like you said, the Pacers, they have looked amazing. Um, and, and Sabonis is looking like a force. And, 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 you know, who knows? I mean, we saw what the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young, and uh, they revamped that offense, and they got stronger. Uh, you know, this – this East could – I mean, it's three games. We're not overhyping it. But this could shape up differently than what we thought. I mean, if, if some of this holds, uh, I mean, of course, it's 72 games. But, you know, if, these, if this is an offense that can sustain itself, you know, we didn't have the Hawks in the playoffs, did we? We didn't even make it. You know, no. could they sneak up and be a 7-8, 6 seed? I don't know. I mean, this is going to be fun to watch. And, and with Trey Young, um, you know, we're, we're big Trey Young fans. So it, it could be a fun year for Atlanta. Um, if they can keep this up. I was definitely going to ask you guys what you were going to think about the Rockets and where their season's going to go to. What are they, 1-1 one one right now, I believe? They're 0-2. Oh 0-2. Oh uh, I thought they beat the Trailblazers. I mean, <laughs> Harden's going to get his 40 a night, and they're obviously staying close in games uh, without Boogie and uh, Wall. So... I think if they can get them back soon, it, they'll be a pretty decent team. But uh, right now, Harden can't do it all, all himself, even though he's trying. Yeah, it it's you know it, it, you're right. It <laughs> this is a mess. It's been a mess in the off season. Um, you know, for for Stephen Silas, we've talked about this. You know, when's he going to get his first win? You know, two point loss to Portland, thirteen point loss to the Nuggets. Uh, you're right. I mean, James Harden is is their points leader, obviously. Uh, you know, averaging. Uh, 39 points. Uh, you, know, you got Christian Wood, but other than that, uh, you're, they're not getting much production from really anybody else sustainable. And um, you know they've been missing Wall and Cousins. So once they get those guys back, I think they'll, they'll start putting some wins together. But that's the big story. I mean, what is Houston going to be like? How long will Harden be there the whole season? Um, they're the big storyline coming out of the West. Is is our you know what are they going to look like? What's their identity? And um, is Harden going to you know be a roadblock? for their season. Exactly. Uh, anything else uh, NBA-wise? First week is done. Interesting, very interesting first week. Should be a fun season. I got nothing else. All right, I Matt, take it away. The Phoenix oh. Suns. Yeah, the Sun, they're actually they're doing pretty good. I know I didn't have them, but Matt's high on them um, in the playoffs. Uh, he's got them in the playoffs, so they look pretty good with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Yeah, we'll see, sure. see how well they do. That'll be another storyline to see. Can Phoenix get to the playoffs? Um, so, Braxton, you want to move on to the NFL? Let's talk the final regular season week of the NFL. Let's do it. Yeah, so uh, what a what a wild wild week this is shaped up to be. And um, i got to pull up real quickly the um, – the uh, schedule for this week, so we kind of talk a little bit about that. But yeah, this is this is crazy when we we talk. Let's talk about the AFC first because this is um, there. There are still some spots open. We know for sure that the the Chiefs 
are in, uh, the Bills are in, the Steelers are in, but we, the uh, AFC South is going to be the fun one to watch. Um, the Titans have not clinched it yet. And we saw the Titans take on Green Bay. Uh, what a beautiful game that was in the snow, uh, but not a beautiful game on the field. Uh, just a very big disappointment for Tennessee. Now, I, I didn't think Tennessee was going to win the game. I didn't think they would get blown out. Um, first off, I mean, kind of, you know, Jason Braxton, what are your, I mean, do you watch that game? And if you're Tennessee, I mean, you've got a matchup next week or, or this upcoming week that you really, I mean, you have to win. Um, and they are playing Houston or no, sorry, they're playing uh, Green Bay or no, they just played Green they Bay. Play Houston. The wrong, they play Houston. They play Houston on the <laughs> wrong week. I'm like what? A, yeah. So how confident are you if you're Tennessee or is, are you, are you worried? Jason, you want to take it? You know, I think Tennessee can pull it out against Houston. Their running game, it looked a little bit shaky against Green Bay, but I think they can do it against Houston. Really rely on Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, Houston has, yeah. Tennessee is the better team, but you saw that J.J. Watt speech uh, this past yeah. week. Houston's going to want to play that game. Um, there's a lot on the line. I, Tennessee's definitely the better team, but, I mean, anything can happen in the NFL. Uh, we yeah we both knew Green Bay would win. Uh, a couple things didn't go Tennessee's way, but I mean they weren't going to pull it out anyways. Yeah, Houston's got one of the worst defenses in the league, so I mean that that bodes well for Tennessee. But here's what ten- here's who Tennessee's got. They've got four. There's well there's five teams pretty much um, going for four spots because this year you know it's seven teams make the playoffs from um, from each side, and so you've got Tennessee right now. Oh, you know, at, at ten and five, but the Dolphins are ten and five. The Ravens are ten and five. The Browns are ten and five, and the Colts are ten and five. And so, if you're the Colts, you're you're looking up. So the Colts right now know, okay, you need one of the teams. You need Tennessee. You need the Dolphins. You need Baltimore. You need the Browns to lose, and you're in. I mean, as long as you get your win. And but the Colts are playing the Steelers now. I saw come up on my phone that Mason Rudolph is starting for the Steelers. So it's, you know, I mean, it's still. So the Steelers I mean, are playing the Browns this week, Matt. You're right. I'm looking last at week. <laughs> I'm still on last week. Well, it's, tell me, it's supposed to tell me that, yeah, they're playing the Browns. It, I'm not even reading the right information. But they just know they got to win, right? Steelers is Mason Rudolph playing? Mason Rudolph is playing, yes. All right, Mason win call for Browns. Playing. Win call for Browns. So Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Colts, I mean, you have to win your game. If you lose, you're really in trouble. You need someone else to lose. And and um, I, I, I think you look, you look at this, the schedule, you know, the Dolphins um, are playing Buffalo. I, I You know, that's going to be a good matchup, but, I mean, Buffalo is so good. So, I you know, what are the Dolphins? Are the Dolphins, you know, I, I'm kind of worried for them. I, I think that's that's a tough matchup. You, you look at the – at Baltimore, they've got Cincinnati. They should not lose that game. Um, and then you see, and then the Browns and uh, Steelers. So that's tough for Cleveland, I think. But you know, it's Mason Rudolph. So I, I don't know. I, I think if I'm the Dolphins or Cleveland, I may be a little worried, maybe um, because Tennessee should beat Houston. But you're right, Houston has a lot to play for. Yeah, and uh, you don't know what the Bills. They've got the two. I think. They're one game up on the two seed with against the Steelers, so 
Uh, we'll see if the Bills sit anyone, how they do that, because uh, they, they look very good. Good pick on the Bills this year, Matt. They're looking very good. But, I mean, Mason Rudolph with the Steelers, I think the Browns uh, should win this game. I know they did not beat a very bad team last week, but uh, Mason Rudolph is not a great quarterback. So, uh, Browns, and they've got all that motivation for making the playoffs. Uh, so, I think the Browns pull it out. Yeah, what what do you what do you think, Jason? If you're if you're looking at the at those four teams or those five teams going for four spots, who do you think's in the most trouble? Probably the Browns, the Browns, or maybe Tennessee. This would be my two that I'd look out for. You think Miami with Tua though can go to Buffalo in the snow and beat the Bills? I'm going to assume Buffalo is probably going to be resting some players. I think they're tied with that two C with the Steelers, so I don't know about that. What we're doing, we don't know. We're doing this pretty early, so I'm not for sure on that. But I mean, I yeah, they're the, both. Yeah, they're both Miami's in trouble. They're both twelve and three. They're both twelve and three. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, Baltimore should beat the Bengals. The Cleveland defense has been playing better. The Pittsburgh offense has been kind of lackluster. They did come back from. Four touchdowns a couple weeks ago, but I think the Cleveland defense can pull it out against Pittsburgh. I made so a I switch. Guess that back. Miami game. You made a switch. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that Miami team has been a lot of fun to watch uh, this season. And when Tua has struggled, they've you know Brian Flores has had no issue bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he has done exceptionally well now. Tua is still the starter, but you've got this tandem that if if you know that if Tua struggles, you've got the guy that can come in and still you can win. It's not like you're bringing in a backup that you know you're like, okay, well we're not winning this game unless there's a miracle. Fitzpatrick has the ability you can bring him in and go, oh, we still got a shot. Um, but the matchup isn't great when you've got everyone fighting for this spot. I mean, maybe Tennessee could lose because you know Sean Watson, they're they're a good team, and when I was saying they've got something to play for, they could play spoiler. So Tennessee could maybe be in trouble, but I really looking at the matchups, either if you're Miami or Cleveland, um, and you really would hate it if you're Cleveland losing to the Steelers and losing your shot here. But right now they're in. It's the Colts that really need some some help, but everyone's 10 and 5. But if everyone wins, which, I mean, that wouldn't be the case. Well, I guess it could potentially be because no one's, they're not playing each other. Um, if, if they all won their game, um, the Colts would still be looking out. You know, they would not be in. They'd be on the outside looking in, which would be tough for them because they've had a good year. I mean, I, Braxton, I don't remember when we were talking earlier. Did we were we high on Philip Rivers at all? Like when I, going to the Colts? I don't remember. You, you we 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 picked the uh, AFC South. You had the Titans, but I I had the Colts. But you were not high on Philip Rivers. You're like this old man. Heck, not <laughs> doing that. I I picked the Colts to win. So I mean, we did pretty good on that. Uh, same record and in some final week. Yeah, and give them a lot of credit. They've done well. Um, let's go ahead and talk the NFC right now. So we know for sure, um, and again, still the one seat is still up in the air depending on what happens week 17. But the Packers are in, the Saints are in, the Seahawks are in, and Tampa Bay is in. There's Tom Brady. We'll talk about that Tampa in a second. Bay. Yeah, I mean, wow. Uh, get Tampa Bay back in this thing. But the fun thing that we're watching out is the NFC East. Right, this is where it all comes down to. Just like we thought coming into the season, just like we thought like three weeks ago, it's coming down to the wire. 
Um, so real quickly, it's and this is this works out so perfectly for the NFC because they're all playing each other: Dallas at New York, um, and then Washington at Philadelphia. Now we know the scenarios. If Washington wins, they're in. However, if Philadelphia beats Washington and the Cowboys beat the Giants, the Cowboys are in, just like we drew it up. So, Jason, what's going to happen oh, man. this week? Washington's terrible. Dallas, I think Dallas can pull it out against the Giants, but I, Philadelphia's crap too, so... I'm going to have to go with the Washington and, and the Cowboys to to move on. So, so Washington gets the final spot. Yeah. Oh, Washington, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I uh, yeah, the NFC leaves, man. Um it Cowboys play the Giants what? 3 o'clock, then the Sunday night games, Washington Eagles. So that's going to be fun for you, Matt. You're going to be stressing all day if the Cowboys win that game. Of course. Uh, Giant, Giants, though, they're Daniel Jones, um, sh- another week healthy. Um, he's looking pretty good. I, the way Andy Dalton's playing, though, he's playing very good football right now. Can't believe I'm saying that um, sentence, but I think Andy Dalton can pull it out. Is it? It's at New York? It's at New York, yeah. All right. Uh, it'll be a little tougher, but I think Dallas can pull that out. I don't – the Eagles, they're – Jalen Hurts. That dude was so cold the first two games. And then all of a sudden, he just went back to college, Jalen Hurts, turning the ball over, putting the ball on the ground. He's got to take care of that ball. He can't throw those bad picks. He was looking so good, too. Um, he had the Eagles up 14 nothing, I believe. Um, Eagles can definitely win this game. Uh, Washington, they're on a two-game losing streak. One-game losing yes. streak? Two-game two game losing right. streak, yeah. Uh, both, both teams are just not that good. Uh, whole NFC East isn't that good, but... Ah, I, this game's hard to pick. I'll go Washington um, just because it's only Jalen's third game and he's still learning. Uh, but next year, I expect Jalen Hurts to be a lot better. He's playing; He can play really good football right now. Yeah, this is an NF, uh, NFC East that the Cowboys have won three in a row, but the rest of the division, Washington and the Eagles have lost two in a row. The Giants have lost three in a row. So the Cowboys are trending up while the rest of the division um, is trending down. That's helped Dallas big time. Uh, I, I Again, I've got my Cowboys bias. I want to see them win this game. I think the Eagles can beat Washington, though. Washington's known for their defense, not their offense. Now, we saw Dwayne Haskins got released. Taylor Heineke's going to start if Alex Smith can. Um, and Heineke I, I, has done okay. I, he will get their offense moving down the field. So that maybe is something to watch. But I think the Eagles are just a lot stronger than Washington, even though the record – I mean, they're on opposite ends. Washington six and nine, Eagles four ten and one. Um, I think Jalen Hurts will will get something moving with them, and and he did well. What hurt them against Dallas uh, the other day was Fletcher Cox went out, and the Eagles defense fell apart. And that's going to be big if the Eagles can match defensively with what Washington can do. Um, Eagles offense will prevail. I want to see the Eagles win. I know who, who cheers for the Eagles if you're a Cowboys fan. But I want to see the Cowboys make it because, you know, Braxton, my pick's still alive coming out of the NFCs. Let's go. I didn't think so it happened. So, uh, but it'll probably be a bitter disappointment somehow uh, next weekend or this upcoming weekend. So, But we'll see what happens. But um, other than that, you, you've got the Rams and the Bears right now that are still uh, – that are in the, in the picture. But on the bubble – 
um, besides the Cowboys, Giants trying to get the spot from Washington, you've got Arizona. And this is where it gets really interesting. Arizona plays the Rams. If Arizona beats the Rams, the Rams are could be out, and Arizona would be in. It, it also it comes down to who the Bears are playing, and uh, Chicago's playing Green Bay. If they can somehow beat Aaron Rodgers, which I don't see happening, but <laughs> the Bears, if the Bears' offense has been great these last four games, if the Bears win their game and Arizona wins their game, the Rams are going to get the boot. So, Jason. You're looking at these teams, the Rams, the Bears, the Cardinals. And uh, what do you, what do you, if you're looking at this matchup, uh, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Well, I'm looking at the Rams-Cardinals game. The Rams quarterback, Jared Goff, he's out, right, for next yeah. week? Yeah, he just yeah. had surgery. Yeah, I would have to take the Cardinals in that one. We don't know, though, if Kyler Murray is out yet. Uh, we think he might be, but we're not for sure. Which that throws everything in the air. Well, yeah, I mean, it throws it up in the air if you got two backups <laughs> playing. Yeah. In exactly. a week 17 for the playoffs. Yeah, they haven't released any information about Kyler Murray yet playing. Um, that's a tough game to pick. I'd probably still have to go the Cardinals. Just hope that Kyler Murray can somehow get healthy enough to go. Yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on with this K-1 and the Cliff Kingsbury offense right now. They were so hot. They looked so good. And then all of a sudden, they've just gone downhill. Uh, they're not getting de-hopped the ball as much. Uh, so no Kyler will definitely hurt. I don't know who their backup is. But uh, defense also needs to play a lot better for them. And uh, Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky is looking like the number two quarterback taken in the draft right now. He, he has got the ball rolling on offense. They do play Green Bay. I think Green Bay's got the two-seed lockup, probably. Uh, so we'll see if they sit. Aaron Rodgers might be going for MVP, so he might play first half or so. I don't think they beat Green Bay. They're, Green Bay's just a much better team, and they always have the Bears number. So I'll go. Um, I think Arizona and Green Bay right now uh, win this game, but it's pretty early in the week, so a lot, a lot could change till then. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you talk about Mitch Trubisky. I mean, this was a team that <laughs> did not look good. I mean, they started off hot, then they really went on a big losing streak, and then they're eight and seven. They won three in a row. I mean, is is Mitch kind of saving you know his job, saving the coach's job? You know, because we talked about everyone that seemed like was this team. You know, could be on the hot seat pretty much. You know, I, I mean, is is Mitch your guy? Is he trusted? Because you go back and forth. We've seen Nick Foles, but Nick Foles didn't look that good. Can the Bears pull this off, though? I mean, this would be the biggest win, I mean, to get him into the playoffs, and yet the biggest win of the season if they can beat Green Bay. I, I just yeah, think can, that's too tough. They, they can beat him because we, we don't know what's gonna who's playing or not right now. I mean, if it's a healthy versus healthy team, I don't see any way uh, Green Bay loses. But uh, Trubisky, I think he's probably earned his job for next year. And if they make the playoffs, I think he keeps Nagy another year. I think Nagy should be gone anyways. Uh, but uh, they're saving their jobs this year if they make the playoffs. And, you know, I've oh, got to throw this out there, too, because we're talking about saving jobs. The Jets have won two in a row. <laughs> now, look, I think Adam Gase is still gone. I don't think he stays. But they've won two in a row. Could somehow Sam Darnold 
helps save the job. Man, what what do you guys think about the Jets? What are the Jets? If you're if you're the GM or you know what, what do you think you what are you doing in the off season, Jason? I I I'd, I'd stick around Sam Darnold. He he's a reliable quarterback for most of his career, um, but some key changes have to be made. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be his fourth year in the league, I think, starting next year. Why not just draft a Zach Wilson or one of those other quarterbacks from those smaller schools, uh, put him back up, see how it goes. Now, Jason, are you making a coaching change for the Jets this offseason? I wouldn't make a coaching change for the Jets this offseason. Yeah. Braxton? Yeah. Well, how many years has he been there? I believe this is year three. I three? think. I think this is year three, four. I thought it was it, I, two. Or maybe is it two? Is it just two? I think it's three. I was thinking it was two. I I think it depends on how they draft. Uh, I don't. If they draft a quarterback, yeah. I think maybe keep him. But otherwise, it's probably probably give him the boot. I mean, there's so many other coaches out there. Go hire the offense coordinator from Kansas City if he'll take the job. I I think there's a lot of coaches that could go coach out there. Yeah, that's Who true. Wants to get coach out there. <laughs> And that's another good point. Who who really wants that job? Um, and then well, last thing I want to mention on just on the NFL because we talked about you know right now Tampa Bay. Hello, you're in. Um, what Tom Brady's done? They're on a three game winning streak. They're ten and five. They've had some ups and downs, but they're playing really well right now. So how well do you like Tom Brady? Because you know if you watched the game last night, uh, you know you saw Monday Night Football. I mean the Bills just decimated New England. And you watch Bill Belichick, and they talked a lot about. They did a funny little uh, animation from you know the Love Actually movie, and uh, it, it showed Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And and I thought that was funny because it, it's true. I mean, Tom Brady's enjoying success. Bill Belichick, anything but. How confident? I mean, what do you think Tom Brady's going to do in the postseason? Now that he, with Tampa Bay, can they go far? Jason, Bert, well, or right. Braxton. First, um, I mean, the New England's just so decimated with injuries. They have no wide receiving corps at all. Uh, defense, a lot of defense opts out. And it was Cam Newton's first year. He came off that injury last year, too. Um, so, I mean, running back year two, uh, New England will definitely be better. Have a lot of players back. Need to draft some wide receivers. But, um, I, Matt, you and I both, we weren't high on New England or uh, Tampa Bay uh, coming into the season. Probably thought they finished second or third in the league in the division, but I mean they're winning games. If they can play like they did against Detroit, they're they're going to be unstoppable. Tom Brady during the postseason always finds some way to win somehow. Sadly, he does. But uh, NFC, the NFC's not that good this year in the playoffs, so I think they can definitely make it a round or two. What about you, Jason? What do you think about Tampa? I, I think they can make a pretty deep run into the playoffs. I don't think they can get to the get to it all, but but I, I think they can get two rounds probably. Two rounds yeah. putting the that puts them in the yeah. NFC championship, right? Woo. That that defense of theirs. I don't know. Their defense looks a little bit suspect sometimes. Yeah, it's a little sus, a little iffy. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see see what happens. Um, but man, it, it's sure interesting interesting to watch that team has has been hot of late. And uh, you know, I wonder what Bill Belichick's you know really thinks of Tom Brady. 
you know, he definitely misses him. He's got to miss him. But you're right, yeah. injuries. A lot of injuries with New England. So, and but they've got to find their identity in the off season. You know, who they're going to get at quarterback. They need some more weapons. It's, it's big changes coming for New England. Yeah, QB battle should be a little interesting this year in the offseason. Yes, it should. That's all I got, Braxton. All right, NFL segment, final week of the regular season. Uh, so playoffs uh, are coming up soon, should be fun. Uh, so moving into on this day in history, uh, 1909, the Manhattan Bridge opens. In 1907, the first New Year's Eve celebration is held in Times Square. I did not know that went all the way back to 1907. I thought that was just like a 40-year thing or something like that. And then 1851, the first American YMCA opens in Boston, Massachusetts. And we got some birthdays to give out today. Um, some all-star list right here. John Denver, uh, birthday. And then Tiger Woods, happy birthday to him. And LeBron James both have birthdays this week. So happy birthday to you guys. And that is On This Day in History. Make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and literally anywhere else you get your podcast at Burgers Brats. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brats. Starting today, we got some great bowl games. Uh, New Year's Six Bowl coming up in a few days. And then the college football playoffs are this Friday, I believe. So uh, let's get started. Uh, the Cheez-It Bowl today. Oklahoma State, number 21 versus number 18, Miami. Oklahoma State, a two-point favorite, Jason what are you thinking about this game? Who you got? I got Oklahoma State. Straight up, just Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. All right. Any keys to the game? Anything? Um, Spencer Sanders, his quarterback play will be important, making sure he doesn't turn the ball over, seeing if he can get the ball downfield and score some touchdowns. His um, the running game for Spencer Sanders will be important. I think they're probably missing Chuba Hubbard, um, but yeah, Tynan Walls would be a big threat downfield. Yeah, it's important that Tylen Walls is playing. That's uh, good for his draft stock as well. But oh, both have had underwhelming seasons. Oklahoma State's won and lost the last six games. So uh, just Jekyll and Hyde. Um, both, though, uh, coming off uh, completely different last games. Oklahoma State with that huge win against Baylor. Miami getting plum pummeled by North Carolina. Uh, Ty Wallace is playing, though. And OSU has had some really good running back play lately. Uh, Derek King is returning next year, so we'll see if that brings some energy to this Miami team. Uh, but Mike Gundy knows how to win bowl games. Somehow, I know he goes to lesser bowls and plays lesser opponents, but he gets ways. He knows how to win the bowl games. It should be a shootout. And I'm Matt. It's our. It's my first time picking Oklahoma State. I'm two and one, uh, picking against them. But I'm picking Oklahoma State, 31-28. Yeah, I'm picking them too. And I, I just, I'm not a fan of Miami. I, I even though yes, they're eight and two on the season. I again, we saw what they did, as you mentioned, um, against UNC. And I just don't like the team, even though they've got a good record. So I'm going to go Oklahoma State on this one. I think it's going to be close. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 28-24. Um, but I, I've got. But I'm going to take Oklahoma State. 
it should be a good one. And then Citrus Bowl, Auburn versus number 14, Northwestern, who held Ohio State pretty well in the Big Ten Championship. Jason's laughing at that one. Uh, Northwestern, though, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Northwestern's great defense, uh, not much offense, but Auburn, no Gus Malzahn, and Steele is their head coach, defense coordinator uh, for this game. Northwestern, though, you got to limit your turnovers. You had Ohio State on the ropes, and then you kept turning the ball over. Uh, Tank Bigsby, though, um, 1,200 yards, uh, 1,200 all-purpose yards in the SEC freshman of the year, uh, running back for Auburn. So I think both are going to have some trouble on offense. going to be an SEC game. Uh, Northwestern, though, wins 20-17. to 17. Matt, who you got in this one? Yeah, I've got Northwestern too. I mean, I, I've always liked cheering for Auburn, um, you know, but this has just been a, a not a good year for. Him. And uh, and Bo Nix, you know, six and four on the season. You kind of want to see him take a a step in the right direction. It just just hasn't been there for Auburn this year. And you're right, no, you know, new coach and everything. It's going to be a whole new co- uh, culture change, a new off season for them. Um, but I've got Northwestern. I, I think this game is going to be close as well. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 31-28. It's going to be close, but I just I I'm picking against Auburn. I don't normally do it, but I'm going with Northwestern. I think Northwestern put up 31. Okay, Matt. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm going to go Auburn against Northwestern. I'm going to have Auburn winning 31 to 28. Both you think Northwestern can put up that much? Oh, my goodness. Going for it. Yeah, why not? All right. uh, The Cotton Bowl coming up here in a few days. Number seven, Florida versus number six, OU. Uh, Spread has changed. I've got it different on my paper, but I think OU's favorite now. Uh, Jason, who you got in this one? This is a tough game to pick. Um, I'm going to have to go with OU. Their defense has been stepping up as of lately. I think they can somewhat limit the Florida Gators offense, and I think the Florida Gators don't have a, a sustainable defense to prevent the OU pass and run attack. Matt? I'm gonna I'm going OU as well. I, I'm, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm actually I'm going real high score. I'm going to go 45-35. And OU taking this one. Um, I, I think we're going to see some back and forth, but some good OU defense. And I think late in the game, Florida will get a, a, a touchdown or so to kind of get back in this. But I think OU wins by 10. Yeah, I'm, this OU, it's going to be OU, or Big 12 defense versus SEC offense. So who would have thought that? Uh, this is one of the most anticipated bowl games. Uh, Radler has taken a huge step forward this season. And Trask, though, incredible on the year. 4,100 yards, 43 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Uh, so he needs to uh, not have any interceptions, and he hasn't done that in most games. Uh, Florida, though, without four wide, rece- four, uh, wide receivers, I believe, uh, due to opt-outs or uh, COVID, also missing a cornerback. So Kyle Trask will be without his top three receivers during this game. Florida defense, though, they are atrocious. They are very bad. Um, OU playing much better on defense, getting take. Uh, should should be a – sorry, I lost track. I got a call on my phone. <laughs> Where am I? All right. <laughs> OU, though, can't stall. Important things going yeah, on right now, I, I see. I got, yeah. <laughs> OU, though, you can't stall in the second or third quarters like you've been doing. 
uh, OU, uh, run the ball, get the run game going. I think it'll be a shootout, like you said, Matt, but I've got a little lower in 35-32 OU. Uh, then the Peach Bowl, number nine, Georgia versus number eight, Cincinnati. Georgia is seven-point favorite. Georgia, JT Daniels, they have been spectacular. You wonder what would happen with Georgia if JT would have been playing earlier in the season. Um, I know Matt and I both respect the Cincinnati team and won them in the playoffs. Uh, Cincinnati, 40 points per game, and they're great on defense, only giving up 16 points a game. I'll go upset. Cincinnati comes to play 27-24. Yeah, I'm, I'm going upset as well. Um, again, I, I, I just I want to see this team prove. I mean, they're 9-0. Let's have a 10-0 season. Let's see what Cincinnati can do. Um, I'm going the upset. If they are going to upset, it's going to be close. It'll be a three-point game. I, oof, I don't know. Goes probably uh, 31-28. But again, I, it's going to be really close. Oh, Luke Fickle, the former Ohio State head coach. Um, he's got Cincinnati going. Um, yeah, they're averaging 39 points a game, giving up 16, um, 460 total yards. It's going to be hard not to pick against them, but I'm going to have to go with Georgia. Um, I think Georgia can pull that against Cincinnati. Yeah, Georgia does have the athletes to hang with Cincinnati for sure. Um, and then Fiesta Bowl, number 25, Oregon versus number 10, Iowa State. Iowa State, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. All right, I want to read you guys what happened in the Pac-12 this year because we all make fun of the Pac-12. There's always weird things happening in the Pac-12. But So conference champion, Oregon. The North champion, Washington. The South champ, USC. And the highest ranked, Colorado. So isn't that just the most Pac-12 thing that could happen? <laughs> but uh, uh, game-wise, Iowa State's probably a bad interception from possibly making the playoff or at least being the five seed. Oregon somehow made it to the Pac-12 championship. Uh, they're not the high-powered offense, Oregon, that we're used to seeing. Matt Campbell, though, a great coach. I think he'll have his team ready. They'll want to bounce back after that loss in the Big 12 championship. And Brees Hall, national lead rusher. Um, and Oregon gives up 160 um, rushing yards per game. I, Birdie, Purdy just can't throw those bad interceptions like we saw. I've got Iowa State winning, though, 30-21. to 21. Ooh. You know, uh, okay, so we've seen Iowa State. They've got a really good team. Give a lot of credit to Matt Campbell. But I'm going to Oregon. I know. I'm going to Oregon. I'm going Pac-12. Why not? I, I think I, this is really anybody's game. I do like the Iowa State pick, but I'm just going to go against you on this one, Braxton. So I, I'm going to go, uh, let's go 34-27 Oregon. But, uh, again, not very confident in that pick. <laughs> I'm going to go with Iowa State winning 35-28 to 28 against Oregon. I think Iowa State's a good offense. Got to limit the turnovers, and I think they'll get through. All right, Fiesta Bowl. Let's head on to the Orange Bowl. Number five, Texas A&M versus number 13, North Carolina. A&M, a seven-point favorite. Matt, you love this North Carolina team. What's going to happen in this game? Yeah, I love I love what Mac Brown's uh, been doing the last couple of years, and and uh, Sam Howell at quarterback for UNC. I, again, we've seen this this A and M team. We've watched them. We saw when they played LSU, and they both looked really bad. And 
And and, and yes, this this team is eight and one, and they've made their case how they should have been that fourteen. I think they're in for a surprise, though. I think Jimbo's in for a surprise, and I think they're going to because they're upset they didn't make the playoff. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna try harder. It's not about that, but I think they're gonna think, okay, it's it's UNC. Yes, they've got a good team, but I think they're not gonna take them seriously enough. And I think UNC is gonna surprise in this game. I, I love this offense. I love what they've done in the ACC. Uh, so I'm give me Mac Brown. Give me North Carolina, and I think they're gonna win this game. I, I think I think A&M is gonna struggle. I think a and going to put up 21, and I think it's going to be 35-21, North Carolina. Jason? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with North Carolina, too. I'm going to go 28-24, to 24, North Carolina. All right, it looks like I'm going different from you guys. <clears throat> I've got just motivation is just a huge factor for AM after this after missing the playoffs. All their guys are tweeting about it. Oh, we should have been in it. So go prove that. This will be their first ever meeting. Calamon playing much better this year. 19 touchdowns, three interceptions. Isaiah Spiller, 993 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. Sam Howell, though, uh, we're both high on him. Uh, 3,300 yards, 27 touchdowns and only six interceptions. Matt, this is UNC's first big bowl appearance, major bowl appearance since 1950. Um, wow. Fish and Jimbo Fisher, 7-2 and two in bowl games. Uh, A&M, I don't think they'll lay down like Georgia did whenever they missed the playoffs that one year and went on to lose to Texas in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, motivation, A&M, I, I think UNC is the better team, but just motivation and wanting to go beat UNC like a drum because they use UNC as a reason why – Notre Dame should be in the playoff. Uh, I think AM wins this game 31-27. Kelmon uh, just don't have those turnovers. And then uh, let's head into playoffs. Um, <clears throat> playoffs, the Rose Bowl, which will be in Dallas. Number one, Miami versus number four, Notre Dame. Matt, <clears throat> you're Notre Dame fighting Irish. Who you got in this one? Well, you know, I want to pick Notre Dame, but every time I pick Notre Dame, they get blown out. So I'm going to pick Alabama. But, you know, I've got my bias. I do want to see Notre Dame win, but it's going to be tough. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. Again, the odds are not, not good at all for them. But I'm going to go a little reverse psychology on this one. <laughs> Matt, I'm sorry. This is going to be a blowout. This will be a major <laughs> blowout. Uh, Notre Dame – they, they just have that reputation of not showing up in bowl games, uh, big-time bowls. Uh, Bama has taught 50.6 times this season, and they're averaging 49.7 points a game. Uh, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Mac Jones, all Heisman finalists, all great players. Uh, Notre Dame, they have a stout defense, though, and uh, Book is playing great. Only three interceptions on the year. Uh, zero, though, if you want to win this game. Uh, Clemson shut down running back uh, Kyron Williams uh, for Notre Dame last week. He had 1,000 yards on the season. Got to get the running game going. Um, <clears throat> keep that offense off the field for Alabama. Um, you've got to get at least 120 rushing yards if you want to win this game. But Bama, too many weapons. And just Notre Dame, I don't think they uh, – they just have that – they just don't show up in big bowl games. They don't get it going. So I'll go Bama 45-20. to 20. Jason? Yeah, I'm going to have to go Bama on this one. Notre Dame, they have that reputation for not showing up, and I expect for them to uphold that. Um, their quarterback, Ian Book, he did not look good against Clemson in the ACC championship game. 
Um, he looked pressured. He looked um, confused. Um, I think Mac Jones has too good of a passing attack to tear apart that Notre Dame defense. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Alabama twenty to forty five too. All right, um, and then final or forty forty five to twenty. Sorry. <laughs> we knew what you meant. We knew what you meant. So um, think about but... it for a second. You're making us think this morning. I like it. I like it. And then the final playoff game, number three, Ohio State versus number two. Oh, man. A seven-point favorite. And, Jason, I'll let you start this one off. You're a big Ohio State person. Yeah. Um, as an Ohio State fan, it's a – it's a big game for us. Clemson's beat us the last four times. I believe they're four and zero in recent matchups against Ohio State. Um, this Ohio State team got a—they have a bad taste in their mouth from last year. They had some things go against their way, um, and then that last play of the game, just some miscommunication through the interception it ended. Um, I think Ohio State will be up for it. I think they'll—they'll they'll come out hungry and and ready to attack, but I will take Clemson in this one. Oh, going Clemson, going against yeah. your um, – all right, going wow. against your team. Um, the Ohio I, State really, defense. The Ohio it State is defense very bad. Is, it's not good. It's not good. We have a good running defense, but that's that's it. We're not getting the sacks that we would need, and our secondary, um, it's it's not there. Yeah, you'll need some picks against Trevor Lawrence if you want to win this game. Uh, but my pick, rematch of last year, uh, both, though, are noticeably different this year. Uh, Playing-wise, Clemson looks unstoppable. Ohio State's secondary is very bad, and Justin Fields is not playing like we saw him last year. He's got 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, but some unforced um, interceptions, some he should have uh, not thrown. I, I think it'll be a shootout. It should be a great offensive battle. Um, having less games, though, I, I – I think it helps Ohio State's cause in this one uh, with the freshness um, of the players, uh, no injuries. But if Ohio State wants um, a shot, then Sermon, Trey Sermon, he's got to go off. Uh, their other big guy, um, Master T, uh, I believe, they've got to have career days and feel stop forcing those throws. Uh, Clemson, though, they are just a different breed with Dabo and T-Law. I'm going Clemson in a high scoring game. I think Ohio State uh, late cover, but uh, Clemson 45-42. Oh, wow. Uh, I've got Clemson winning as well. I was going to go like 45-31. I'm sure Ohio State would put up more than that, but um, that's what I'm going with. Again, we, we've talked about all season. I I, I like I like Clemson in this matchup, and so I, I agree with what you said. All right. Anything else to add on college? this college football New Year's Six Bowl and college football playoff? Anything else? No, we we got some good games. The OU Florida and Ohio State Clemson game. Those are the two to two to watch. Maybe the Cincinnati Georgia too. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So let's move into our final segment. Who would you share a burger and a brat with? I I can start this one. So Santa's female reindeer. Yes, female. Uh, this info uh, made its rounds uh, this week on Twitter, especially with the help of Neil deGrasse Tyson, that Santa's sleigh pullers are most likely female 
except for uh, Rudolph. All names are pretty uh, gender specific, if you can tell, but the big key, male reindeer shed their antlers in early December. And Santa doesn't make that trip till late December, guys. It's, it's not till the 25th. Uh, females, though, retain their headgear all winter long, and almost all depictions of St. Nick's, uh, uh, Nick's uh, Christmas run, they have antlers. And also, female reindeer have 45% greater fat-to-body mass ratio than men, which keeps them warmer. So that definitely helps pull in that sleigh in the north. Uh, now, Rudolph... Uh, Creator Robert L. May depicted Rudolph only uh, once uh, with little uh, nubbins, so it's little horns, and all other antlers. So, uh, Sheriff Burger brought with the female and lone male of the Santa Slave Poolers. Uh, good run last week, or this week, last week. I'm losing, I'm losing uh, perception of time right now. It all blends in. It all does. <laughs> We're not doing anything. It sure does. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, Jason, who's Sharon Bergen brought with? I'm Sharon Bergen brought with Marcus Rashford. He is a soccer player from the United Kingdom. Um, during the coronavirus pandemic, um, children in the UK were going to be missing out on their free meals due to the spread of the coronavirus. So Marcus Rashford introduced a campaign to donate food for 1.5 million children in England. Wow. That, that deserves a burger and brat. Very much. Send so. them some burgers and brats. We'll send them some burgers and brats. Um, and then mine, I've, I've got uh, Kevin Love and Andre Drummond helping out uh, some arena workers uh, at the Cavs Arena, helping the employees uh, cover some costs that they lost due to the pandemic. So that's pretty cool when you got players that are giving up some of their salaries to uh, help those that help you know, take care of their, their home arena. So uh, pretty good story for them. Give them my burger and broth. All right. Uh, you guys, anything else to add? Go Sooners. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for uh, coming on and joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You can follow my socials at jason.miller.ok. Big house fan here. Hopefully we can pull it out. <laughs> oh, you're going to have an uphill battle, I believe. Uh, but, uh, all you guys, thank you all for listening. Um, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else you get your podcast at Burgers Brats. Stay updated with the latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brats. See y'all in 2021. Happy New Year from Matt and I. Thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.